everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Several years ago, a friend of mine had just a couple of months to live. One of his favorite things to do was watch UFC fights, the ultimate fighting championship. He followed all of the fighters, and through a unique, I guess, turn of events, I got to know some of the, some of the UFC fighters, and, and one in particular was fighting for a world championship in Las Vegas. So some of our friends took this guy, and, and he could even, I mean, he could barely even walk, to Las Vegas, and we watched the UFC, the Ultimate Fighting Championship. It was electric. Lisa was even with us, and she was like, I even enjoy this. I mean, it was just crazy. If you've never been to a UFC event, I definitely encourage you to do so. Everything builds up, you know, to that, to that ultimate fight, to that, to that match. And you have Bruce Buffer, this brilliant, articulate announcer, and his famous, his famous line is, it's time! It's time! Everyone goes absolutely bonkers. It's pandemonium. We had a great time going to that UFC fight. And sadly, several months later, my friend passed away. Today, I want to talk to you about the UFC, the real UFC, the authentic UFC. This, this story in the scripture is definitely my most favorite. I mean, if I had to pick one section in the Bible where I was like, okay, what's your favorite? This has got to be it. I remember as a little kid lying in my bed at night. I must have been three, four years old. And my mom reading this from the Bible with pictures and everything. Well, she was reading to me the story, the epic battle between David and Goliath. David and that giant Goliath. I can still see that artist's rendering of, of Goliath, this mountain of a man, this Leviathan and little David with the slingshot. I remember my mother reading and telling me how, how, how David realized it was God doing the stuff. It was God working through David, fighting this giant. I've got to ask you a question. I don't care where you are. I don't care what campus you find yourself. You might be watching online somewhere. Maybe you're traveling in an airport. Maybe you're, I don't know, watching this on television. You're in some bar or whatever. Who or what is the giant that you're facing right now? Seriously. What person, situation, or event is casting a shadow over your life? It could be depression. It could be a financial setback. It could be 
a bad relationship. It could be fear. Maybe it's lust. It could be greed. It could be doubt. What is that giant? Who is that giant? Maybe a family member? Maybe a wayward son or daughter? Maybe you're facing the death of a loved one or the loss of a child like Lisa and I are facing right now. Again, label that giant. Who is the Goliath in your life? We're gonna see today how to subdue the Goliaths in your life. How to get those Goliaths in your life. And this story is, is nestled in the Old Testament in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. I'm gonna to get to this epic battle, this ultimate fighting championship, believe me, between David and Goliath, but I need to set the stage for, for what went down on that afternoon in the Valley of Elah, because the Philistines were camped on one side, the Israelites were camped on the other, the Israelites were cowering, the Philistines had all of this courage, but, but what happened? Why did they get to the point of this one-on-one -on -one battle where Goliath represented the Philistines and David, this little Hebrew hick, this kid fought for the Israelites? How did they get to that situation? Well, briefly, let me go back for a second and give you the context as I set the stage. Samuel was the prophet God's man, God's spokesman. And Israel, God's people, they wanted a king. We want a king, we want a king. Why did they want a king? Because the neighboring nations had kings. It's the, the, the classic, classic peer pressure mentality. Peer pressure is real. Peer pressure happens when we're kids, it happens in high school, it happens in college, if you attend college. It happens in, in, in the office. It happens around the neighborhoods. We somehow, in our humanity, we want what others have. And if we don't have it, it's like, I want that. So that was kind of how the, the, the ball was rolling back in this, in this time when we look at the history of God's people. Samuel anointed a guy in the Bible named Saul, stay with me now, as the king of Israel. Saul was just a natural choice. Most scholars believe he was about 6'8". Now that's tall. The average height of guys back then was only 5'6". So if you're 6'8", you're standing head and shoulders above the rest, literally. Not only was he tall, he was ruggedly handsome. He had long flowing dark hair, he was articulate, he was strong, so he was just kind of a natural choice. So Samuel anointed Saul as king. But as we look at Saul, we already see, I mean, right when, when, when he, was, he was gonna give his public speech, as he was gonna say, okay, I'm now the president of Israel. I mean, I mean even during the inauguration, 
you see the chinks in Saul's armor. The Bible says when they wanted to present Saul publicly, he couldn't be found. He was hiding in the baggage and, 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 and he, he didn't really know what to say. He was sort of awkward and, and, and insecure. And then as we follow along in Saul's life, he had some issues with himself. He didn't see himself the way God saw him. And because of that, because of his poor self-esteem and because of his insecurity, he ended up really, really messing up. So, so to fast forward it, you got Saul, you got the chinks in his armor of, of being fearful, of being insecure, and now you have this guy camped on one side of the Valley of Elah. You have the Philistines, the arch enemy, on the other side of, of the valley. So back in the day, they would usually do one-on-one -on -one contests, and whoever won the one-on-one -on -one contest, the ultimate fighting championship, that side would be the winner. It was really a brilliant strategy because that way you didn't lose so many lives. Well, because Saul, King Saul, was 6'8", because he had had some battle experience, he was the guy who should have fought Goliath. Well, the Bible says Goliath would come out from the Philistine camp. He would walk down the mountain into the valley and challenge the Israelites day in and day out. I think, I think Goliath must have invented trash talking. He took trash talking to a whole nother <laughs> level. And the scripture says the Israelites were freaked out in fear because Goliath was massive. Okay, enter David. This little kid, man. David, one of the sons of Jesse. David, hanging out on the hillsides, tending his father's sheep. He had a harp over one shoulder, a shepherd's staff he carried, had a slingshot. That's what David did. He was a, a sheep herder. One day his father, Jesse, said, hey, David, uh, listen, I want you to go to the front lines and give your brothers some food. David's brothers were on the front lines in this standoff with, with the Philistines. So, so David showed up and he was giving his brothers some supplies. And at the same time, who do you think, boom, boom, <laughs> boom, walked down the mountain to taunt and to curse and to trash talk the Israelites. Yeah, you guessed it, Goliath. Well, Goliath was challenging the Israelites. Send someone to fight me. And the Bible calls him the champion. Send someone out. Come on, Goliath said. Well, David was like, man, I can't believe no one is, is, is stepping up and, and fighting this guy. He's only a man. Well, David looked around. He's like, I'll fight him. I'll take him out. And his brother, Eliab, heard David saying that. And Eliab said, are you an idiot, David? You're just a kid, man. Why don't you go back to those sheep 
on the hillside. Let's, let's pick up this, this uh, conversation in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 28 through 30. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I mean, that's, I mean, that's brutal, right? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. You came down only to watch us get torn up by Goliath. That's what they were saying. David said, now, now what have I done? Can I even speak? Then he turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter, and the men answered him as before. They were like, David, you don't get it, little boy. We need to pick a man from the Israelite tribe to fight the champion. Well, David said, I'm the man. I can take him. Just for a second, I want you to use your imagination. Just for a second, I want you to think about that USC fight I attended in Las Vegas. Just for a second, put yourself back into the Valley of Elah. And what if the great announcer Bruce Buffer had been there announcing this epic battle? It might have sounded something like this. Welcome to the Valley of Elah Arena for this afternoon's UFC Heavyweight Biblical Championship of the World. This bout is brought to you by the King of King Productions. Fighting out of the Hebrew camp, wearing the white tunic, standing five feet, six inches tall. He's a sheep herder, a poet, a musician, David. His opponent, the champion, the undefeated, undisputed, heavyweight, UFC, Champion of the world, he brings a record of 72 victories and zero defeats, all victories coming through decapitation. He stands nine feet, nine inches tall. He weighs 423 pounds. Let's give it up, fighting out of the Philistine camp, Goliath. Probably sounded something like that. That's right, David fought Goliath. The Bible says David just had a, a slingshot. Goliath, armor from head to toe. The Bible says that David ran toward Goliath. While he was running, he stopped and picked up five smooth stones. Five smooth stones. Say that phrase with me at all of our locations. Five smooth stones. And in one motion, he took one of the stones. Some were like, why five stones? Well, some people believe Goliath had four brothers who were also giants. So he was gonna have, you know, four extra ones to take out the other brothers. Anyway. <laughs> He picked up the stone, put it in the sling, 
released it. The stone hit Goliath in the forehead. He fell dead to the ground. I'm sure dust flying. The Philistine army was absolutely in pandemonium. The Israelites stood with this crazy standing ovation. Bruce Buffer came on the scene and said, the new ultimate fighting champion of the world, that Hebrew hillbilly, David. And with that, David took the giant sword, cut off his head, kept it as a trophy. It's kind of gross, but man, these guys were bad to the bone back in the biblical times. And then the Israelite army chased the Philistine army for miles and miles and took them out. I love that story. I love it. So you have Saul. He should have been the one to fight but he was like, okay, I'll even send a little kid, a little shepherd boy out there, David. You have David's brothers who were scared. And when you're fearful, you'll, you'll take your fear and move to anger because it's an easier emotion. You have David, a man of faith, a man who knew the battle was God's, taking out Goliath. Picked up five smooth stones. Again, let me, let me stop. What is your Goliath? What are you facing? Is your Goliath depression? Is it a marital issue? Are you facing a financial difficulty? Maybe you don't know where to turn as far as your job. Maybe it's a wayward kid. Maybe you're facing death, maybe you've gotten a bad report from the doctor. What is your giant? Who is your giant? Well, I'm gonna give you five quick stones that will subdue the Goliaths in your life. Are you ready for this one? The first one is character is built on the hillside. That's David. See, David, came into this, this UFC heavyweight championship fight with confidence. Why? Because he had been consistent. He had been persistent. He had tended his father's sheep. He had killed a lion and a bear when it was just him. He was prepared for the battle. We prepare in the out of the way places. We prepare when no one's looking. Because who you are when no one's looking is who you are. That's why it's so critical for us to spend time each and every day in prayer and reading God's word. Because when we do so, we're preparing for the battle. So who you are in private is who you are and then ultimately, when you face the ultimate fighting championship, the private goes public, and that's what happened with David. David 
understood how to talk to God, how to pray to God, how to listen to God. And these other battles with animals gave him confidence. And he knew the battle was God. So that's, that's the first stone to subdue your Goliath. The second one is don't waste your warrior within. Notice how wise David was. David showed up to the front lines. His brothers were talking smack to him, especially Eliab. He easily could have turned and got into an altercation with Eliab, gotten angry, started yelling back. It might have turned to another ultimate fighting championship, but that would not have been the ultimate fight, would it? Too many of us waste our warrior spirit on things that are superfluous, things that don't matter, things that are like useless, things that are like chaff. I think about sports. I mean, I love sports. I played college basketball myself and all that stuff, and I'm into it, but so often, guys, we can get so into sports, so into a hobby, so into golf, so into fishing or whatever, that's convicting, that we spend so much energy, so much resources, so much adrenaline that we're wasting our warrior. Don't waste your warrior. Fight the fight that God has. David understood the fight was a spiritual one between he and Goliath. And too many of us are fighting other people, other things, other institutions, and we're missing the ultimate fight. That's the second stone. The third stone to subdue any Goliath, recognize the resources you have available. I love it because as you read the story, when, when David said, I'll take on Goliath, ultimately he met with Saul, six foot eight Saul, and Saul was like, oh, David, uh, wow, here's my armor. Saul's armor didn't fit David. He tried it on. It was like, man, this is not me. Don't try to wear someone else's armor. Don't try to be someone you're not. David understood who he was. He understood the whole situation. He didn't try to become someone he was not. He knew that God had the tools and the resources available to him. I'm gonna tell you something. Whatever you're facing, whatever Goliath you're facing, the resources are there. All you have to do is pick them up. And, and, and one of the main resources is this right here, the Bible. You know what the Bible is called? The sword of the spirit. This is an offensive weapon. It's also a defensive weapon. And we're to use it. The word of God is powerful. It cuts to the heart of the matter. David understood that. David valued that. And David fought the battle. And he was able to take the slingshot. That was a resource God provided. Look down, five smooth stones. Put the stone in the sling. Whoosh. And the Goliath dropped. And the Goliath will drop in your life too when you understand the resources. The word of God, when you understand the resources. 
the power of prayer when you understand the resources. The army here at church, regularly and strategically, community with others, the resources that God has given us to fight any Goliath. Name the Goliath. We have the resources to do it. The fourth stone, value your victories. David, when Goliath fell out, David took Goliath's sword, chopped his head off. I know this is gross, but the Old Testament is R-rated. And took his head, and that head, that massive bucket head, that the size of a satellite dish, was, was <laughs> David's trophy. It's, it's so important for us to look back during the course of our lives and value the victories that God has brought us through. To value the times that God has fought for us. To value the times that we've taken out Goliath after Goliath after Goliath after Goliath because of the power of God. We don't do that enough. We don't value our victories enough. I love to fish and I fish in these fishing tournaments. I've been fortunate enough to win a couple of them and sometimes when I've been in a tournament and I've had like an off day or two or three, I'll look at, I know this sounds silly, but I'll look at some of the trophies that I've been able to, to, to win and looking at those trophies, thinking back to a victory I had several years ago will give me the confidence to go out and keep fishing, to keep on being persistent and consistent. The same is true in our life with Christ. That's why, again, we need to chronicle our lives as we walk with God. We need to have pictures and even objects of, of the trophies of God's grace as he gives us victories. The fifth stone, the fifth stone, be ready for the return of the giants. Giants keep coming. Let me say it again, giants keep coming. It's not like you go, oh man, I've, I've subdued one giant, I've gotten one Goliath, I don't have to worry about any other giant. Well, David fought giants a lot. Some of the giants he fought because the enemy was coming after him. Other giants he fought were giants he created himself. After this victory, after this amazing time, David, the Bible tells us, was walking back to Jerusalem with King Saul because David defeated Goliath, Saul gave him a ridiculous purse. The winnings were unbelievable, like no taxes. How awesome would that be, people, to pay no taxes? Like a mansion, like the king gave David his daughter in marriage. David was the toast of the town. So as he and Saul and the army were making their way back to Jerusalem, the Bible tells us that, that the women came out of of their homes and began to sing. 
Saul has slain his thousands. David, his tens of thousands. Saul has slain his thousands. David, his tens of thousands. I want to direct your attention to 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 9. From that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. You see, Saul ended up, because of his envy and jealousy, becoming yet another Goliath that David had to face. Wow, Wow, it's difficult, isn't it, when you're next to someone and they kill a giant. It's difficult when you know someone really well and they have taken out a Goliath. They're the toast of the town. They get the raise, they get the windfall, they get the trophies. But remember, jealousy makes you feel lousy. It makes you feel bad. And you tend to jump to anger and you tend to do things you normally wouldn't do. And that's what we're going to find out in the life of David as he continues to face Saul. But what I want to tell you is simply this. You, that's right, you, if you totally rely on God with every sinew and every nerve in your nature, you will be victorious over any Goliath. Because God is looking at you right now and he's saying, it's time, time to do battle in the UFC. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, thank you so much for the battles that you've given us to strengthen us and to empower us to be your people. God, right now, as I'm talking to so many people, as you're using my voice box, as we name our Goliaths, may we take these five stones and may these stones subdue and kill the Goliath in Jesus' name. If you're here and you've never, ever, ever acquiesced, if you've never, ever, ever said, Jesus, I give every nerve, every sinew, everything I am and everything I'll ever will be to you. If you've never said that, just say that. Just simply say, Jesus, I believe in you to the best of my ability. I believe you lived a perfect life, died a sacrificial death. I believe you were buried for three days and rose again. You took the wrath of God. You took the judgment on the cross for all of my iniquities, all of my shortcomings, all of my sins. And right now, at this point in my journey, I ask you, Jesus Christ, to come into my life. Wow, that's the best thing you'll ever do. Look at me. That's the greatest thing you'll ever do. I want somebody to clap right now because the scripture says, when one person prays that prayer, that there's a standing ovation in heaven that will not sit down that we're literally entertaining the angels because another person has been recorded in the Lamb's book of life. 
So God, again, you're so awesome. I thank you for this great church. I thank you for this army. And may we never be the same because of this. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. And thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.